I'm Alma Lee. I'm a psychotherapist and transformative lifestyle resiliency coach and author, and I want to help you reach your goals by teaching you how to step outside of those fear-based mindsets and into your powerful, loving self. Let's get started. You've heard it before, meditation. Let's talk about meditation and how it works, how it effectively helps for depression and anxiety. Now you may sit there and you may think, I don't have time to meditate, Alma. Yes, you do. You do. And it's a normal response. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm not judging you. Hell, I used to be like you with my attitude towards meditation as that woo-woo, hokey-pokey stuff. I can't meditate. I can't get my mind to quiet down. It doesn't work for me. And all of these different excuses that we come up with to justify not trying something that we just don't believe in. And I, and I get it. I've been there. I've done the same exact thing when it comes to assessing what meditation is. A lot of us think that meditation is just sitting in a quiet room with our thoughts. And that's pretty much it. But the thing is, is that what we don't realize is that there's a lot of fear attached to doing that very thing because we know subconsciously that when we sit with our thoughts that the things that we don't want to think about is what we fear we fear old traumas we fear attitudes we fear our beliefs we fear uh, allowing the the din of all of the the judgments that we've held closely or the things that we believe about ourselves that other people have said to us and all that garbage All that garbage that we successfully pack away into Pandora's box, deep, deep down into the recesses of our heart and soul, we just don't want to address that. And that's why we overwork. That's why we drink. That's why we use drugs, you know, or any other thing that we use to fill up our space and time in our life just to keep that stuff from coming forward. But here's the thing. The reason why you're struggling with depression and anxiety is because you're not giving those things the time that they need for you to process through them. Because you don't believe, for whatever reason, that you deserve to. Or society or culture has told you that you shouldn't. So you have to push that away and you have to ignore it. I I do think that it's harder for men to do this than it is for women just because of the cultural implications of feelings and emotions that are attached to the potential of the outcome of meditation. Humor me. I am a self-admitted cynic, a skeptic, um, someone who came from a place where I used alcohol for one uh, in years past to self-medicate and to get through and get over uh, childhood traumas and issues and insecurities and you know all of the things that we all deal with if you've if and you may have tried meditation that's another thing too you may have tried it and said Alma it does not work well everything takes practice and take it from me I tried it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it and and it didn't work for me either initially it really didn't 
And then when I did do it, I felt like I was judging myself. Like, am I doing this shit right? Am I doing this correctly? This isn't working. I can't make this work. My mind is racing. And then in the middle of it, you catch yourself thinking about what you need to do that day. You catch yourself distracted. Like if you're doing a guided meditation, if you're listening to a YouTube or, a, or an app, um, a, you know, an audio recording that's guiding you and you catch yourself drifting off, kind of like maybe you did in, in class, <laughs> which is what I did a lot as a kid growing up. What I want to impress upon you is this. Consider this. Humor me and consider this for just a moment. What if there is no wrong way to meditate? Now, hear me out. I know it's a, it's a, you know, I'm asking you to suspend your disbelief in order to think about this and consider this because I want you to experience the, the healing that I've experienced with my meditation. I, I, I work really, really hard to stay focused and to stay authentic in the messages that I deliver to my followers and my audience. And with that, I have to volunteer the fact that this is not a goal or a destination. This is a lifelong process. This is not something that you are seeking to attain like a goal or a destination, this is a lifestyle change. This is a process. This is an act of self-love. You're taking time to pour into yourself. You're taking time to sit with yourself. You're taking time to give yourself the love and the attention that you've probably been seeking in relationships with other people. I know I did, and I know I have. I've, I've received so much relief and so much clarity in my meditation process to the point where it has, it has caused me to get to this, this, this decision on how I choose to move forward and how I choose to mentor people and how I see myself as a coach or a cheerleader because I have to bring it forward in a space of authenticity. I do not see myself as any different than you. I have the same struggles. I have the same little ankle biting day-to-day -day issues as you. I don't have any sort of special mechanism that's going on in my life that gives me sort of a elevated station other than, than you do. So with that, I would just ask you to consider what is it about meditation that keeps you from trying it? Is it a belief that you just don't think it works? Or maybe you've tried it and you thought it was crazy. How often did you try it? How many times did you try it? Did you feel weird? Did you feel like this is dumb? This is crazy? I did. And I've been meditating uh, pretty regularly for probably only the last year. It's, it's, been a, it's been a new evolution for me, but it's like one of those things that once you catch it, once you get it, once you have that epiphany, once you have that one meditation, that light bulb moment that leaves you with that feeling, that aha, you know, I got it, I got it. Then that's when it really starts to spiral and it starts to elevate you to the point where you, you find that it, it becomes part of your day and you recognize in your day-to-day -day activities that, hell, I feel terrible. I, I didn't meditate this morning or I didn't meditate before I went to bed last night. 
I didn't take that time for myself. It literally has become that much of a part of my life that I, I can't, like I have to get away from people. I have to get away from the computer, the phone. I have to get away from the television and anything else that serves as a distraction to my wellness and my clarity. And it's a spiritual, it's, it's, you know, if you don't currently have a spiritual practice, this can absolutely evolve you into understanding who and what you are from a spiritual standpoint. I'm not here to proselytize. I'm not pushing anything, but I do believe that we have to elevate into our higher self because that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So humor me, would you just for a few moments? Um, Meditation for depression and anxiety. I have experienced significant depression and anxiety, and I still have my days where I catch myself in that low vibe. And the first thing I do, and it's a struggle. It is a struggle when I'm in that space that I will get up and I will make myself meditate. And that is what helps pull me out of that. I would be remiss, I would be irresponsible if I did not share my own personal experiences with meditation with you, knowing full well that there are people out there that cannot seem to get a grasp on just a normal, healthy, happy day. Not only has meditation helped me to uh, be healthy and, and not use any prescription medications, which by the way, I'm not I'm not discounting medications. Medi medications, antidepressants are great. I took them for years. I just don't need to take them anymore. And I credit meditation and self-care is the reason for that. And, and because of my meditation practice, I have been able to make some pretty significant life decisions that are in alignment with my purpose, which alleviate the precursors of my depression and anxiety as well. So, it's given me that strength. It's given me the opportunity to make better decisions for myself because I have that clarity because of the meditation. But I do believe wholeheartedly that you can achieve the same results as me because I'm no, I'm no different than you. I'm not. It's just uh, maybe I'm more vocal. Maybe I, I feel that sharing all of this with you is my path. It's my purpose. I know that actually, that being a voice of reason to help you understand this thing, um, this evolution in a way that reads well. I'm talking to my tribe, right? You know, I'm talking to people like me who are skeptics or maybe cynical to a degree who have this certain idea of what life is and it's not very fluid. It's, it's more concrete. You have certain ideas about what will and will not help you. I'm just asking you to think outside the box. Think outside the box. Here, here's, I'm gonna give you a few uh, guidelines, right? I'm gonna simplify it for you, okay? When you meditate, a lot of times I think the frustration people feel when they go into their meditation practice is that they don't really know what they're doing or why. You have to think about what it is you want to achieve. Everybody has something that they're looking for, something that they desire, a change maybe that they want to make in their life. And this is where you want to pinpoint your meditation process. And that will change over time as your needs change. So think about what it is, all right? So just right now as you're listening to this recording, what's the first thing that pops up in your mind? The first thing that you can think of about your life, is there a goal? Is there a job? 
Is there something in your relationship, maybe with yourself or with your partner or a friend or a family member that you want to change, that you want to heal um, your health, your health? Is there something going on in your current health situation that you want to uh, heal from? That you, yeah, it is. It's that powerful. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Um, are you depressed? Do you have a sense of hopelessness? Um, is your anxiety wrecking your world to the point where you find yourself self-medicating with drugs and alcohol? Maybe you're self-medicating with shopping, gambling, sex, whatever. What is that thing? Okay, think about it. Pick one thing that you want to heal, that you want to grow into. Maybe you want to make more money. I'm serious. Anything you can think of. Find that one thing that you desire. Okay, so that's the first thing. All right. So in, in journaling, write it down so that you kind of have a list of, of what you want to do as far as the direction you want to go into with your meditation. So think about that one thing. You want to create a business. You want to find the ideal partner. So you want to write that down. And then the next thing is, who, how do you like to be talked to? Now, this is something I learned on my own. This is not something that I learned this through my meditation. I'm telling you, it's clarity. I learned this through my own meditation. This realization is that there are certain guided meditations out there, whether it's uh, a Spotify, YouTube, or, or apps maybe, where I will listen to the guided meditation and I realize, you know what, this is not working for me and I don't know what it is, but come to find out there's certain personalities that I have, I guess, attached to different voice and speaking styles. So, I, I, and I never heard this from anybody else that, you know, was teaching me how to meditate. It was just something I learned on my own. But for me, I tend to have the ability to concentrate deeper and go deeper when I have a more directive tone. So the person, if I'm listening to a guided meditation, say for instance on YouTube or, or Spotify, those are the two main apps that I listen to when I do my guided meditations, is I tend to pay closer attention and can get deeper into my meditative state when the person speaking is more directive. Case in point, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He digs right in immediately. When you play one of his recordings, he digs right in. The first thing he does, he's very directive. He's like, get comfortable. And something about that, having somebody, and this is me personally, you got to know yourself. You got to know what your your little tweaks are. And that's, that's something too about this whole thing about meditation. You learn who you are and what your likes and dislikes are. You understand yourself better. You get deeper and deeper into that, that relationship that you build with yourself. You can't fully understand your environment until you understand yourself, right? And I don't know why. I don't know why it, uh, that I resonate more with that, but it works for me. And so he's, he's very direct. He's very like, this is what you need to do. That gives me comfort because I take confidence away from that. So that lets me know that the guided meditation, I need to have a very confident person guiding my meditation. Now, that's me. Now, you may be very well, you know, different from that. You may have a need for somebody to kind of walk you through it in a very gentle way. You might prefer a woman speaking to you in a more hushed, quiet whisper tone. 
Now that doesn't necessarily work for me. But see, this is, this is the whole process. So understand yourself. Understand how you like to be spoken to. Because if you, and I, and I learned this on my own, if you listen to a guided meditation and they're speaking to you in a way that makes you feel patronized or it's moving too slow, you're going to get irritated with it and you're going to give up. That's not what you want. That's, I think for me, that was my biggest obstacle was the fact that I wasn't able to take seriously somebody who was speaking to me in a guided meditation that didn't resonate with, what, with how I like to be communicated with. And I've never heard anybody else speak on that, but that's something that I learned. So it's got to be the right meditation. It's got to be the right uh, voice. It's got to be the right tone, and it's got to be the right direction. So number one, you got to know what you want. What do you want to change? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to attract? Do you want to manifest money? Do you want to manifest a perfect partner? Do you want to learn how to heal, heal yourself emotionally, physically? What is it that you want to meditate on? Have a goal. Number two, know what you want to hear. Know how you want to be spoken to. Think about it. How, how are people able to convince you to do something? What's the, what does that voice sound like? So you got to figure out what you want. Write it down. How do you want it delivered? Um, here's some recommendations I have. So I love, and, 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 and in my own process, initially, I was listening to a lot of soft, soothing, slow, calm meditation, guided meditations. And, and I got into a space where they would work for me. And then I started listening to more demonstrative, more commanding type of guided meditations. And then those really hit home. And I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's because I'm a veteran and I'm used to having instructors are being told what to do. And that gives me comfort and confidence. I don't know. But I know that that tends to work better for me is having somebody with confidence give me a specific directive on what I'm supposed to do and where I'm supposed to take my thought process. So think about that. Those are the two main things, really. Uh, but the third and the last one, don't give up on it. Just because when you try to meditate, it doesn't work for you that first time. I guarantee it's not going to work for you, at least in your, your mindset and what you expect to receive is not necessarily going to line up. Be consistent with it. Don't, don't hang it up. Don't hang it up. If you've ever taken antidepressants, you know that your doctor that prescribed it, your, your provider that prescribed it, t tells you no, uh, most of the time, especially with SSRIs, that you got to give it at least two weeks in order for you to feel the effects. Meditation, kind of the same thing. Do it every day. If you can do it a couple of times a day, that's even better. But play around with it. Don't, don't judge yourself for not, quote-unquote, getting it right. If you are taking time out of your day to step away from your normal day-to-day -day activities, to sit down and dedicate time to yourself regardless of the outcome, that, my friend, is progress. That's great because you're telling yourself through your actions that you're worth it. You're worth taking this time. You're worth pouring into yourself. And those are the baby steps that are going to build into your actual clarity that you're going to discover. You're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to relax into the process. It's not going to feel so foreign. It's like breaking in a shoe, actually. You know, it starts to conform to the shape of your life, much like a shoe conforms to your foot. It becomes yours. You start to know 
what positions you want to be in. Um, another uh, pointer that I would add is you don't have to shut your eyes when you meditate. A lot of people think that you have to close your eyes. I know for me, now I've gotten to a point now where I can close my eyes and I can effectively uh, meditate and achieve those those goals that I set for myself, but I couldn't always do that. For me, my mind would race. It would run off in all different tangents and I was constantly pulling back on it like you know, walking my dog Sophie and pulling the leash back, my thoughts would just derail me completely But when my eyes were closed. And here's how, here's the trick that I learned. I started initially with closing my eyes and listening to guided meditations. That did not work, especially the soft-spoken ones. That's me personally. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying for me personally, it didn't work. So I tried something and I sat in front of a candle with no guided meditation no sound, no music, no nothing. And I stared at the flicker of a candle for five minutes. And I just focused on the candle for five minutes, the flame, and I would just watch the flame move. I stared at the inside of it. And you know what I, you know what I learned? That the very inside of a, a flame is bright white. And I stared at that. And I watched it move and dance. And before you know it, five minutes goes by like that. And that's really the stepping stone that you need to take. Do that for five minutes. Do that twice a day for five minutes. Just do that. You don't, it does not have to be this huge uh, over-encompassing task. Now, if you're a perfectionist, meditation's for you as well. Because it teaches you how you don't have to be perfect all the time. Because you don't. That's too much. That is such a burden to carry throughout life is the expectation of perfection. You can't do that. If you don't bend, you'll break. Meditation will teach you the clarity that you need in understanding yourself and understanding where that need to be perfect comes from. So stare at the flicker of a candle. I often, I have this uh, Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> it's, um, it's got like these little rotating LED lights around the speaker. It's just, you know, for decoration. I did it on accident one day and it works really well especially if I'm feeling particularly anxious I will sit in front of that speaker and I'll find one of the little lights that'll pop it'll light up as this you know the little light cycles through and I stare at that and then of course the deep breathing while you're staring at the light in through the nose pull that diaphragm down into the ribs and then hold for a second and then exhale out of your mouth affirmations what do you want to achieve? You've you got to tell yourself that. I, I will revisit this in future episodes because I want to see how you're doing. And I want you to reach out to me and let me know that you listened to this episode. Send me an email, please. Um, whether you are with the military component or if you're in the civilian life, you know how to reach me. Very, very curious to see if this is helpful for you. And I would love, 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 love to get your feedback. So reach out to me. Uh, find me on Facebook or I am Alma Lee on Instagram. Um, Alma Lee on Facebook. Or you can email me at completelifewellness at gmail.com. That's one word, no spaces, common spelling complete life wellness at gmail.com send me an email let me know if this is helpful for you let me know especially what points of clarity you had in trying to figure out what your desires are and how you like 
to be spoken to in the guided meditations because that is going to help you move forward. And I promise you, you will absolutely notice that you're going to get to a point in your life where, like me, it's like your coffee in the morning. You can't, you can't go through your day without taking some time to pour into yourself and to settle those, you know, those racing thoughts and to get back to the basics and get back to who you are. All right. From fear to love, this has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.